0: Yes, sir. Welcome back to the Heartwood Culture Podcast on the Believe Network. No, me, no, the voice, no, guys, me, really, real feeling real to Rale from a junior here at your service. And congratulations to the LSU Tigers for winning the women's national championship game. I gave out that lean at the end of the show. I, I did end up getting down on that bet. So that was a really good, really, really, you know. I don't even want to say no sweat because Iowa did make it interesting in the second half. But, man, and it was, you know, basically what I talked about. And I just thought that LSU had more shooters and they would be able to shoot the ball. And their bench really, really came up big. And then you have all the, you know, post game stuff where people are. So here's my take on that, because I know I went on a kind of a t- tirade and people were interested. So, on the side of me, I have no issue with what Caitlin Clark has done all season. I have no issue at all. I don't think it's annoying. I didn't think that she was being a pest. I didn't think all of that. Like, all this other stuff that, you know, people, I didn't think, I didn't have an issue with anything she did. I also have not had an issue with anything Angel Reese's did all season. My issue comes is because they both are essentially doing the same thing of taunting, showboating, whatever you want to call it. Trolling, whatever. You know, whatever you want to call it. I just call it ball. Like, I just call it ball. You When you play ball, you talk shit. Like, that's what happens. When you play ball, you talk shit. When you're good, you definitely talk shit. The people that don't talk shit are losers. Honestly. Like. Even the best of players talk shit in their own ways. Tim Duncan talked shit. He didn't go out there and start, like, you know, joking on you or nothing. But he, when he, when Tim Duncan, when you would score on him or he score on you, matter of fact, more important, when he scored on you and he'd pat you on the butt and say, good defense, that was him talking shit. Like, yeah, you did a really good job there. I'm still better than you. That was his version of talking shit. So it's ball my issue comes with when people don't have an issue with what Caitlin Clark does, but have an issue of what Angel Reese does. That is wrong. That is wrong. There's something deeper rooted there that we really should talk about, but that is wrong because they're both doing the same thing. They both do the exact same thing. People want to say, Oh, she was in her face. Blah, blah, blah. Like Caitlin Clark hasn't gotten in people's face. Like Caitlin Clark hasn't taunted somebody mid game. In the South Carolina game, she literally waved off a South Carolina player at the three-point line because she knew she couldn't shoot and wasn't willing to shoot, and she was fine if she shot the shot anyway. That is taunting. It's the same thing. Caitlin Clark has also talked when she was up 15 points when she told uh, Haley, shut up, you're down 15. Like, come on now. So that's my issue. I don't have an issue with anything either side did. But you cannot, and it's really not for the ladies. I have no issue with the ladies. I want them to continue to talk their shit and, you know, play the game because they're both phenomenal. But it's for everybody else that wants to say, oh, I have a, a issue of what Angel Reese did, but I don't have an issue with Caitlin Clark did. That's wrong. There's something rooted there. You should really have a conversation with yourself and, and understand what is rooted there. Because you probably don't realize it, but there's something rooted there. And I'll tell that to anybody. All right. Let's talk about the picks yesterday because the picks were up and down last year. Well, yesterday. I said last year. Yesterday, the picks were up and down, but it was ultimately a winning day. And so, Cavs minus. Just, just listen to it. So, Cavs minus 12 and a half. Cavs end up winning by 10. I think it was uh Ben Matherin had a la- a couple of late second buckets and it pushed it to 10. That was brutal. Bucks minus five was never in doubt. Utah plus eight and a half was honestly, even though they were down double digits at one point, it was never in doubt. I knew Utah they almost won the game. Did you see that? They almost won the game outright. Utah's inevitable. I try to tell you all the time, Utah's inevitable. This is the <laughs> this is like one of the best teams ever. I all right. Corey joseph over nine and a half we didn't get there he finished with eight so we didn't get the 15 either we just needed one more bucket for the like with these ladders the plus money is just extra but the original prop covers everything and puts us in a good position we at the very least want the original prop and for him to finish with eight that's brutal that's one bucket away Malachi Branham over 15 and a half. He finishes with 15. Like, I can't make this up, guys. I can't make this up. We almost had like a legendary day. I can't make this up. All right. He finishes with 15. That was brutal. Giannis over 12 and a half. That was plus money. We got that. 12 and a half rebounds. Plus money. Uh, We got that. He finishes with 14. And then LSU plus three and a half. Money line. Got that at the end. I'm, I'm glad I bet that game. If I didn't bet that game, I'd be sick. So I'm glad I talked myself into betting that. All right, four and three day, profitable day. We move on to the next one. And today we have one basketball game going on, and that is the men's national championship game. San Diego State Aztecs are playing the Yukon Huskies. Yukon is laying seven and a half right now, I see. So... there's a couple of ways that I want to go with this game. I'm gonna play a side. I don't feel comfortable on the side. I'm gonna play a side, and I am going to play two props that I like in this game. Ironically, no, no, no. It's one, prop on, yeah, it's one prop on both teams. All right, so that's how I'm doing it. Yeah, so I got three plays in this game. That's going to be it for a Monday. It's only one game. I do kind of want some action in this game, even if this side doesn't work out. So for the side, I'm going with San Diego State plus seven and a half. And I'm just going to sell the fact that, I mean, UConn's had an amazing run. And it's really, really hard to bet against UConn. But one, I'm going to fade all the public money on UConn. And I'm going to sell the fact that people feel like San Diego State doesn't deserve to be here or that this is anything lesser than or this won't be a great game because it is San Diego State and they are a uh, mid-major. By definition, they are a mid-major. When San Diego State, over the past, since 2017, since their head coach took over, I think they have one of the top five best win percentages of, all college basketball so they're mid-major by definition but these this is one this has been one of the best programs in college basketball for the past you know what's that seven year six five six years or so so i think that sandy the issue is Sinogo. i think Sinogo is going to get off and do his thing but i think that in this game Similar to LSU handicap for the women's side yesterday that you need that big game, like those pop and that spark from the people coming off of your bench to help elevate you to this game. LSU got amazing scoring off their bench yesterday in a women's game. And I think that they can get something similar from a couple of scorers off of their bench in San Diego State that can really, really help make this game close. And so... While UConn kind of looks all world and UConn, like, they've been dominating these games. I can't take anything from UConn. They have been absolutely dominating. 72-59 to Miami the last mm-hmm. round. Before that, beat Gonzaga 82-54. That wasn't close. Before that, beat Arkansas 88-65. That wasn't close. Before that, beat St. Mary's 70-55. to For that, Iona 80 80- Like, these games haven't been close. I think this is the one. I think this is the one where they get tested. The defense for San Diego State is live. I think that they're going to have a different level of energy knowing that they're like, this is San Diego State in the national championship game. I think it's all hands on deck, all systems go. You have. I think that the scoring is going to be more, I kind of wanted to get in on that over. I just see everybody on the under and I get it. I get these are good defenses, but I really can see the rim just being a lot larger for these guys at San Diego state, knowing this is their chance this and the thing I was listening to some players talk about is how much easier it is to win a championship when you had zero expectations. I think that the players for San Diego state knew that they were going to be good. Cause they're always good, but I don't think they realistically thought, you know, we're going to be playing in the national championship game. Like just being honest. I don't think that that was a being honest. I don't think that was a realistic thought that they thought, wow, we're going to be playing in the national. And so now it's here. It's like, you're playing free. You're playing, you know, with the weight off your shoulders, you you have nothing to lose. And that is the most dangerous thing, a team that has nothing to lose. Whereas UConn, this is UConn. You have the pedigree. You've been blowing teams out the entire tournament. You're expected to get a blowout here. You're a seven-point favorite. You're expected to win the championship because you've done it before. You're a perennial blue blood. And so, it feels like We're San Diego State's happy to be here. They can play a little bit more free. There's a lot more pressure on UConn. And I think that I'll take laying a big number at seven and a half. I'll take the points and just say that San Diego State goes out there, has fun, does their thing, and then they're good. So, all right. Yeah, I'm going – oh, and (laughs) look at this. Just popped up in a group chat I'm in. This just made me feel a lot better. But Drake has two bets on the national championship. He has $250,000 on UConn to win by 6 to 10 points. And he has $100,000 on UConn to win by a lot. more. Well, I'm just getting to fade Drake here, guys. Like, come on. I, I'm always going to take the opportunity to fade Drake in his sports bet. So 100%, yeah, that just made me feel better about the San Diego State plus 7.5. So that's what we're doing. San Diego State plus 7.5. All right, let's move on to our player props. For my first prop, I'm going to just go ahead and give out the chalk one. And I'm going back to Sanogo, man. I mean, Sanogo has done it the entire tournament. He's been dominant, by far the best player we the the best big out there for sure. So here I see Sunogo's rebounds listed at hold on my screen moved on me. So Sinogo's rebounds are listed at 7.5 minus 140. Let's read off what he's done in the tournament. Aside from the fact that he averages 7.6 on the season. This tournament, starting with Iona, he's had 13 against Iona, 8 against St. Mary's, 8 against Arkansas, 10 against Gonzaga, and 10 against Miami. He has hit this in every single game in the tournament. Why would we not? Why would we stop now? There's no reason to stop now. So Sonogo over seven and a half rebounds. I think that he his size is really gonna give some issues, and that's just gonna be uh the issues to you know JDN Leedy and uh the rest of the bigs for this team, you know, talking about Keisha Johnson. Like I, I I think that his size is really gonna be some issues for this team so. I'm, I'm I'm taking the best player. I'm taking the best player at his best attribute that's on the boards. So now go over seven and a half rebounds. Here's one that I'm going a little bit down into the reservation for. And I'm, sh- I'm not sure if a lot of people are betting him. But just hear me out. I'm taking Michael Parrish. And I'm taking Michael Parrish over one and a half threes at... What's this number at plus 125? So Micah Paris over one and a half threes at plus one twenty five. So if we look here at his let's see, his season splits this season on the road away from San Diego State, he shoots incredible 48.5 percent on the season at home. He shoots 32.3.5 3. percent from three. So he's 32.5% three-point shooter at home. On the road, he's 48.5%. And looking at his tournament, let's see here. He went 0 for 7 in that first round. No, that's the – sorry, that is not that round. Okay, so he went 1 for 2 against uh, College of Charleston, 2 for 5 versus Furman, Cash, 2 for 6 versus Atlanta, I am not Atlanta. <laughs> two for six versus Alabama, cash. Oh for five versus Creighton, all right. And two for four versus FAU in the last round. So that's another cash. So right now he is three for five, three for two. Yeah, three and two. I'm sorry, I can't talk today. Three and two on this prop. And it goes back to what I was talking about happened and what worked for LSU. And I think that just, that just, correlates over all things of basketball not just lsu's game plan but you need those guys on the bench to really step up really really step up and help offset some of that scoring and against uconn who is gonna put up points i'm certain uconn is gonna put up points in this game they're gonna have to find ways to keep up they're gonna have to trust that bench unit to be able to come in and handle the scoring workload and so If you tell me that I expect them to have be able to utilize their three point shot in this game, I'm gonna go with one of their best three point shooters and the one coming off of the bench. I'm only getting one and a half on his three point total, and he shoots almost 50% on the road this season. Like he he shot 50% in that game against FAU game prior. This could be, I know I'm further down on a reservation about this. I'm not sure how many people are handicapping Michael Parrish, but. I like Michael Parrish over one and a half threes. I think he can get it done in at plus money for a guy that that's this good shooting from three. I mean, o- over the course of this season, and this is the Oakland transfer uh, over the course of this season, he's 36.3%. His three point shooting has gotten better every season he's been in, in the NCA, And now he's at 36.3%. That's still pretty solid. I like our chances. All right. Mike is over one at threes plus money. That is my second prop. So to recap what I am doing today, I am on San Diego State plus seven and a half. I have Sonogo over seven and a half rebounds, minus 140. And I am on Micah Parrish. Did I say Parsons earlier? Or did I say Parish? I feel like I said, you know, Michael Parsons. Eh? If I said Parsons, I'm sorry. I can't remember if I said Parsons or Parrish. But Michael Parrish, Michael Parrish. Micah Parrish over one and a half threes at plus one twenty five. Yuck, Micah Parsons, Cowboys disgusting. It's crazy how similar those names. It keeps keep wanting me to say Parsons, but it's Parrish. Micah Parrish and is a junior. Like again, I think that they have nothing to lose. So I think they're really about to let a lot of shots go today. And I think that you know, Parrish is going to be on the right side of a few of those. All right, if you're not already, make sure you are subscribed to the Hardwick Culture Podcast on YouTube. We'll get YouTube live streams going. I'm just like, like, come on, start subscribing, guys. Y'all can't, you know, it's okay. Start subscribing, and when we start going, you'll be up there. And HW Culture Pod on Twitter. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at reallyreal underscore underscore. See if we add anything else late, but right now, that's what we're on. Other than that, Oh, leave reviews if you're not already. Leave reviews. I need those, please, please, please. Just leave reviews. Five star reviews. Appreciate that. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Going to end it like this. We are out of here.